0: Brandon Barnes busts a gut, but in a good way. South Melbourne proved Branson wrong by scoring goals. Chris Gleason adds some much-needed knowledge to the show. And Branson's car gets a new passenger. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Episode 3 of the Semi-Pro Poddy. Gentlemen, welcome to match day game day. Match day. Match day three of the semi-pro match day two or match day three?
1: Episode three. How about we just go with that?
0: Yeah, let's go episode three. <laughs> episode three of the semi-pro party. I'm your pretty mediocre host at times, in particular this one, William Chambers. Joined to me to my left is Branson Gibson. How are you? Very well, Will. How are you doing, mate? Good. Who's joined to your left?
1: What? Special guest, Chris Gleason. G'day, Chris.
0: Welcome.
2: Welcome, guys. It's great to be here on the Semi Pro Potty,
0: mate. Very good to have you in. We've spoken about it for a while. Very good to finally bring some football knowledge and validity to this Someone podcast. Someone
1: who knows much more about the NPL <laughs> than we do. Yeah, just football in general. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: so look, sit back and relax because you're in for a treat this week. Because you might actually get some insightful knowledge. And um, yeah, great to have you on board, Chris. Danger.
2: It's great, great to be here, guys, and talk a.
0: A bit of MPL Victoria Football. You guys are
2: the only real podcast out there, so that makes you number one by default. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll take that. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's like uh, AFC Bournemouth. Apparently, they changed their name to include AFC, so at the start of every season, they are always on top of the league because they are alphabetically the first club. Well, that's that's us. a
0: lot until you rename yourself as 1860 Bournemouth.
1: Yeah, could do. Because it would be
0: alphanumeric, wouldn't it? Well, I it don't know. Be. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> oh, shit, what a great start to the podcast. Okay, anyway, we're going to focus because we do it every week. We've got an extra special week this week because we have our guest, Chris. We've got our kit bag segment brought to you by Vintage Soccer Shirts AU. Um, we sort of mentioned it last week. They're on board. Absolutely love them. Again, very real problem of us not getting kits from Europe with less than about... worth of postage attached to them and then also misreading the price from pounds to dollars. So um, Vintage Soccer Shirts AU on Instagram and on their website um, are sort of sorting us out this year with kits, which is very lovely. But let's kick off because we've gone a very nice theme for today's kit bag segment. We've gone monochrome. We're all in black and white. Chris, kick us off. What are you wearing this week? Uh,
2: I'm wearing one of my most prized possessions a 2009-2010 Newcastle United from the UK uh, Championship winning shirts signed by Alan Shearer on the back who I met uh, a few years later. Actually, I went to watch Newcastle up on the Toon play at St. James's Park for a couple of games. One of them was against Everton, and while I was sitting in a pub uh, just having a few beers with these random Geordie guys that I've just met, the Everton side walks down that side street with uh, Tom Cahill. So I actually got to meet Tom Cahill while they were stretching. Tom oh, or Tim? Oh, who's uh, – I'm talking too much MPL with, Yeah, uh, Tom it's, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, I was like,
1: I was <laughs> We saw him swimming. in South like, Melbourne. you yeah. like, amazing. <laughs> Tim Cahill. Oh,
2: so I, I've been blocked by him, so it's, it's, I don't know <laughs> which one it is. So, uh, yeah, Tim Cahill met him while the, the team was stretching oh. and um, walked out of the pub with my lager in hand and – had a chat to him about Socceroos and that, which was great. And then later that afternoon, Alan Shearer was part of the broadcast for that game, and I saw him out on the town. And oh. I just happened to have this shirt on um, as I was, you know, hitting the town, and um, got him to sign the back of it with a with a permanent texter, which um, I happily found just sitting on a. under a table that was just actually in (laughs) the restaurant that's what I've always
0: wondered where people would get like signed jerseys like where are you who's just constantly prepared for that scenario but definitely not
1: there's
2: got to to be players and celebrities out there who love to give their autographs and carry
1: one themselves
0: yeah (laughs) but anyway that would be me so
1: talking about the kit love it great kit the badges
0: on it the the sleeve badges well
2: Coca-Cola Championship the Football League and
1: Northern Rock on the front, a classic Newcastle sponsor. Very good, very good. Yeah, happy
0: with it. Great kit.
1: William, what are you wearing?
0: I've gone with the black and white trend this week. I am wearing my Marcos Flores Adelaide City jersey. Again, I love it because it's got some pretty niche sponsors on it. Um, It's got Scalzi, which is a fresh produce company. Triple M Radio. Um, There's a real estate company like all good Italian clubs should have. And... Balo, which I don't know, don't know what that is, but I think it's tied to FFSA in some way. But I liked it because obviously Newcastle, the Magpies, and the Zebras for Adelaide. So I like there's like a, a kind of an animal trend to our jerseys. If you really want to read into it in that way,
1: great. Yeah, love it. Insightful, is it?
0: Yep, <laughs> love <laughs> it. Anyway, Bram, what have you got
1: there? I am wearing a Fulham kit. 2018-2019 with the Premier League patches, Thomas Kearney on the back. Mm. Lovely kit. Love it. Lovely kit. Looks good. Does it? Yeah, it absolutely no, does. It one is a, no, it is one of my favourites.
0: I don't like that it's got a betting company on the front of it. It does have a betting company on the front mm, of it, doesn't it? It does. It's bad comedy. That's why they probably got
2: relegated.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's also
0: betting's not very vegan. Is they're,
1: it? they're also our sponsor again this year. <laughs> <laughs> so we might not get relegated this year, but anyway...
0: You, I don't think you will. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, kit bag statement brought to you by Vintage Soccer Shirts AU. That is at Vintage Soccer Shirts on Instagram and Vintage Soccer Shirts AU.com. Hit them up. Great kits. Um, let's jump into what was an insanely good match day two of NPL Victoria. I think we're going to kick it off at the Friday night game, aren't we?
1: Well, which one? There was five of them. Which one do you think? Well, I don't know. The big one.
2: It to be Paul Melvin. <laughs> yeah, <thriller>. yeah <laughs> thrilling,
1: thrilling one-all draw. Well, we'll get to that one later. But it's, of course, going to be, well, definitely was the match of the round, Melbourne Knights 3, Dandenong Thunder, also 3. Woo!
0: What a game. Um, Chris, you were calling this one. Great call, by the way. Um, For such an action-packed game, for such a game that had so much drama in it, it's kind of probably the game that you dream of calling because it's just got so much for you to, to work with. Do you want to talk us through it? Because I, I remember sort of watching the highlights of it because I think I was out and then you sent me the highlights and I was just like, "Hey, it looked picturesque. It was a beautiful night." Summer Street, great venue, perfect sunset, lovely. Talk us through it, mate. What was the um? What was the sort of lead up? Because the first half was you know pretty all nights. You know they they went into the break two nil up and were playing some good football. But you know, talk us through sort of what you saw as it unfolded.
2: It was, it was quite a competitive game in that first half. But the Melbourne Knights were just much better, much more clinical in the final third. Uh, all, all the time that Nong Thunder were building up in that final third, it was just a lot of misplaced passes and Brandon Barnes only needs half an opportunity to score, as we it. saw later in that game. But uh, such ill-directed passes really kept him out of the game in the first half. Um, and in the end, Hamish Watson, the, the number nine, the big Kiwi number nine, the hammer uh, for the Melbourne Knights, did really well to hold the ball up send the ball out to Gian Albano, who cut inside and scored a really, really good goal. And and then Harley Orr with a pretty needless challenge inside the box just on half time gave away a penalty and Watson stepped up and scored that. And at halftime it was Knights who were in pretty good control. But that's the thing about the Knights the last couple of years. They have these defensive lapses in concentration that have cost them so many points and so many games. And a big reason why they dropped out of finals reckoning last year and um, they've already seen a, a needless red card in round 1 and and sort of a 2-0 lead at half time with it away so um, and then all the action pack here in the second half well hour. and that was a
0: thing so it was it was 2-0 at half time and then Danny Thunder bring it back to 2-2 two, two. and it's at this point that you're thinking well, this is pretty typical typical knights behavior but they did the right they did the right thing got a pen in the 80 80- 5th, 80, uh, 80, 86, 80 late. 80 minute. latest minute. <laughs> yep. And then you're like, okay, 3-2. So maybe they're exercising those demons that you were talking about there of just throwing away points from winnable positions. So they're going for this. 3-2 up. Minutes to go. Seas. I am calling this moment of the season so far because I love it. So Kakarun. Has the ball. Uh, ch- Chakarun. Chakarun. See, we, this is why we no, need some no, validity in this no, we're we'll right. get it wrong.
1: <laughs> Sounds better when you say it. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um. Shanks the clearance in about the 93rd minute. So you're just really looking to not make mistakes and run down the clock. Brandon Barnes takes a sort of a bit of a touch, but it puts him one on one with the goalkeeper. Runs out, takes him out, red card. Can have no issues with that red card. Last man takes him out, all good, red card. Now, my favorite thing is obviously they have emptied the bench with subs. Yes. So, I think I tipped in round one that this was going to happen in round six.
1: I think you said it Port Melbourne. Melbourne. Yes.
0: So, we, we, we got it in round two. <laughs> Even better, yeah. And it was an outfield player in goals. So good. And you're just like, great. So just love it. Outfield player in goals. Um, Brandon Barnes steps up, scores 90 plus seven, I think it was. Yep. And this is just absolutely everything we like. That would have been fine but then he caps it off with one of the most unconventional celebrations I've ever seen.
1: And it's just a now an iconic image, I feel. Well, last week after he scored another extra time, oh, sorry, not extra time, stoppage time goal, yeah. he tried to take his shirt off, couldn't get it off. This time did manage to get it off. Or- <laughs> You've
2: got a bigger size this week. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Managed to get it off and then what was the photo after, or just when they're preparing to kick off, and he's sort of got his hands on his hip, almost in a classic pregnant mum kind yeah. of, uh, sorry, pregnant woman sort of pose, I guess, is how you would describe it if you haven't seen the image.
2: Well, that, that, it's incredibly still kept the, the skins on, so uh, thank God he that. But th- the thing is, for the whole game, a lot of the Knights fans congregate under the media tower. And they were just giving it to him all game, as they do every year, calling him all sorts of names under the sun, a lot to do with um, being fat and stuff like that. So but he just Buns, gets the rig out. It's so good. And Barnes just, a lot of games he cops that sort of stuff and he, his banter with fans is unbelievable. He does it whatever grand he goes to. He plays along with it. And then when he scores a goal like that in the last minute to silence all the fans, he just let them know, yeah, that maybe, maybe I am not in the best shape. Maybe I am the perfect semi-pro footballer, dad bod player, but um, he made sure the fans knew about it.
1: Well, and, and two two extra time goals in two weeks, and we sort of mentioned for the Thunder that their biggest off-season addition was the fact that they were able to bring him back, and he's really shown it in the first two games of what kind of impact he can have.
0: Yeah, um, I love it. I think it's one of the great moments of the NPL Victoria so far. Um, just... It's also like, it's a good free kick. I know that we probably haven't spoken about what it is, but it's a weird one because they kind of flick it up.
1: And well, touch a, it on, yeah. yeah. It's
0: a touch on and then he like kind of takes a shot of it. just
1: In off the post. Absolute a, banger.
2: That's the problem too with having a non-goalkeeper in goal trying to set up a wall. He just left too much room that side. But the other thing that the Knights see is they put two players back on the posts and then what that all allowed, it allowed on Thunder to have their players in front of that wall and sort of block out the goalkeeper's view completely. But then one of the Knights players who was on that post, for some reason, as the ball was taken short, come off the post, left it <laughs> open, and then the ball just hit that post, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which that player on the post would have been able to head away, and uh, it goes in for the incredible goal. It's absolutely, like,
0: it's great comedy, great entertainment, and that's the kind of stuff that I just absolutely love from from the NPL. You know, we'll probably we'll touch on it a little bit later on, but let's jump through the rest of the games because that was a great way to... I know we had five games on the... Um,
1: on the Friday night?
0: Yeah, five games on the Friday night. Um, but phew, entertainment galore. The next one that was probably, you know, I think any other, any other game week, that would be game of the round, was Oakley 3, Heidelberg 2. Because these are two teams that we can absolutely expect to be there at the pointy end. And similar, similarly to the Oakley kicking off the season with Avondale, you know, we were kind of joking that that's title deciding match in the first round. <laughs> Another one Title match In the second round yeah.
1: <laughs> And literally The perfect start For Oakley It couldn't get Any better Two games against Two big time Title contenders And they've won both
0: Yeah Yeah really good So um, It was again Another lovely sunset Down at Oakley
1: Friday night Was a good night For football Good,
0: good night Good night For the sun setting yep. As it always does Are
1: you going to mention The sunset In every Friday night game No nah,
0: probably not nah. Probably just the I mean Yeah Yeah <laughs> Yeah, true. <laughs> and it's freezing cold, the sun sets at four, can't wait. Um, no, so it was Sean Ellis who had a pretty beautiful finish of his own uh, to, to sort of open up. Close quarters, um, just a shot across the goal really, but hit with enough venom that it sort of, you could get a hand on it and you're probably still not going to keep it out. Um, but after this, Oakley would turn it around, pile on three goals to White, Guest and Knowles. Um, But then shortly after, they would, I think it was Noon scored to take the 3-2, which set up a pretty grandstand finish, but obviously Oakley held on, and look, they do what they do. They just, they know how to get results, you know, where we kind of say, the flip side of that is Knights know how to throw points from winnable positions, Oakley know how to just hold on to points and and just grind out games, and they absolutely did this. Um, It was a good game from both teams. You know, I don't think Heidelberg would be too upset because it's a good performance against the best team in the competition, um, well, arguably the best team in the competition. Pretty early, we well, seem to be. Yeah, so I don't think they would be too upset by this because the performance was good by them. They did get some goals against a pretty, pretty good defense as well. So yeah.
1: And Chris, what did you make of this? Because it was once again the big name players for Oakley stepping up when it mattered.
2: Oh, Sean Ellis, that goal was quality. That, that first touch, you can put that in a, a museum. That was incredible. And cut inside, but Sean Ellis, is all left foot. You, you let him cut inside onto his left foot. He's you're just asking for trouble with that first goal. Uh, and he did. He put it up in the in the top corner. But Oakley, they've got such a strong squad this year. They're, they're, if you look at their run halfway through last year compared to now, they've lost the one game, which I think was Avendale, in the final last year. Yep. Other than that, they've been undefeated in almost 18, 19 games, which is incredible um, considering they're near the... Relegation zone halfway through last year, so but now they've got this strong squad together, they've, they've got a, a championship winning squad there, they've got a championship winning manager. Yeah, the
0: manager we were sort of talking about it off air before you know, Chris Taylor obviously, we're new to NPL, but he's got such a pedigree, such a, yeah, such a pedigree in, in NPL football in Victoria, and it's just the recipe is there for success. And I'm just as two rounds in against two top teams, and they've got six points. Cannons are
1: firing. thought that was pretty good. You're looking at me it as was. if that wasn't good, you know. He, I think he was more
2: surprised that you come up with something so yeah, great. Well, yeah, you I know. Uh, he just like, yeah, the cannons what, 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 are firing.
1: What's the meme? Sometimes may be good, sometimes, sometimes may be shit. shit. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's when I open uh, my no, mouth. No, know, that one. oh, that yeah, that was a good one. I like I'm two sometime, for two. Yeah. Two
1: for two. This is good. Love it.
0: Um, Next game? Yeah, next game. Look, it's, ooh, it's back on me. Fun. Um, South Melbourne. The South Melbourne that can't score that we said last week.
1: So I think this is now two weeks in a row where I've been proven wrong and proven wrong immediately. Uh, First week I said St Albans... Don't think they'll be any good. And they come out and beat Green Galley. Then we were talking about South Melbourne after the Heidelberg game last week, saying their biggest problem is that they cannot score.
0: Turns and out... they
1: put five away. You go, yeah, yep, yeah. all right,
0: cool. No worries. <laughs> yeah, so look, uh, South Melbourne five, Eastern Lions two. And I'm not going to mince my words with this one. I think South Melbourne were 3-1 up in the first half at halftime. And it was a penalty. And then it was a hat trick to Harrison Sawyer in the first half. And two of them are just pretty much free headers from corners. Like It, it was, was a just, tall guy. It's a tall guy, but it's also a short Eastern Lions defense. And it was just kind of like every time they had a corner, I was like, oh, shit, this is going it, to be a goal. It was
2: sort of like Peter Crouch being defended a corner against James uh, Jermaine Defoe. Yeah. So basically <laughs> yeah. what it was like, um, it's just a couple of real free headers made the most of it. 23-year-age um, uh, striker, Milos Luic for uh, for South Melbourne has been their star striker for a long time. They really struggled replacing him last year. Billy Constantinidis really struggled in that role. It's a role that they really need to fix. And, you know, a hat-trick in in this game was really incredible. He also scored another one which was taken away from him through, I think it was a foul or an offside. So I know the South Melbourne fans weren't too happy about that. But um, it was a perfect day for him. A first-half hat-trick, he might as well just sit in the shed and have one of those... South Melbourne Suvers afterwards.
0: Oh, right. which we will get to. I mean, Willie, because he could order at half-time and it might get to him by
1: full-time. But um good good result for South Melbourne. Good bounce back from the Heidelberg game. On the flip side, though, uh, very tough start for the Eastern Lions. Obviously, Bentley Green's a tough opponent. South Melbourne, too much to handle. But for the Eastern Lions, two games, two thumping losses. Yeah, I Goal difference they, of minus six already. Not ideal. Yeah, I think
0: they would have seen... That South Melbourne game and gone, you know what? If we don't leak a lot of goals, we can probably get something out of this because they don't score much. They've got some they got scoring problems and you know, just kind of grind out a result, they probably would have seen, but to to get pumped five past you is probably not what they were looking for, but still early in the season, despite us saying there's already been two title deciding games. Um <laughs> so we'll jump on. I'm gonna jump into the next one. Green Gully, Neil Hume too. Not a good start to the season for Green Gully at all. Um, but Hume are a good team I'd say this is far more of a, a win To Green, uh, to Hume than A, a Green Gully have bottled it I think they're having a hard start in the season But they do have the recipe I think They're to be fine this season Just a bit of a slow start um, For mine the standout moment was the, uh, the James Brown goal The second one for Hume Absolutely sublime turn Loved it Ball played in Just one touch turns Takes a shot Hammond's an the back of the map. Bang Love it.
1: Very um, good. Speaking about Green Gully, Chris, what do you reckon has been behind their poor start to the season? I mean, it's only two games, so again, we're not sort of overreacting, but they were a team that you would expect or prior to the season would have thought they'd be maybe top four. So what's, what's going wrong for them early? Uh,
2: from where they were last year, they've had quite a few injuries to um, some key players early in the season. Obviously, Bounous with that red card last week was—he's um, a really important player, especially that defensive side of midfield. So they've had these injuries, not a strong enough squad, um, not giving the opportunity to Alex Salmon to really show his skill in these games so far. They've really struggled in the final third. Um, you know, the first game against St Albans, red card so early—they're really up against it. But Hume City are a very, very good side defensively very strong yeah uh, and a bit like south melbourne what they needed was a big number nine striker they've got that in josh bingham now so uh, the way i see hume city you look at the usual suspects like oakley cannons avondale heidelberg bentley these sides looking for the title if hume city can get some big results against those big players i could probably throw them in as being a championship yeah and sort i think squad.
0: i think they've got no fear going against the good teams either. You know, we saw it in the cup run last year, you know. Like, they really do get... When they've got a wet sail, they can take on anyone and they're they're kind of happy to do that. I think that's kind of in their DNA. So, yes, I think they're a really, really good sort of... I think they can break up that big pack this year and really cause some some upsets and some good performances. And they had a good performance here. So, you know, Green Gully, look, they play Avondale next.
1: Yeah, serious chance of losing their first three games of the season. Yeah.
0: um, It'll be interesting, though, because I think... What week are they going to turn their performances around? Because I don't think they're a bad club. I don't think they've got bad players. It's just when are they going to click? And if it's next week, then I think i have got enough there to take on Avondale, but it'll be interesting.
1: And we saw Oakley last year didn't win their first game until like round nine mm-hmm. and then absolutely tore through Haven't lost sense.
2: Yeah. D- Dannyong City was another one in the relegation zone around the halfway... Point, but they threw a lot of cash around last year. Well, they, they threw all all they, a lot of, cash. They lot, did. Of, well,
1: lot of cash. Well, uh, mentioning Dandy City, so they had a one all draw with St Albans in the first Croatian derby of the season. Was it
0: the first Croatian derby of the
1: season? Pretty sure. You're now making me nervous. Pretty sure I was. There wasn't one in round one, was there? No,
0: No. wasn't Pre no, no. season. There
2: was the cry. Oh, All right.
1: Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, the first Croatian derby of the 2020 NPL Victoria regular season. Chris, you, talk us through it.
2: Well, St. Albans has had a fantastic start to the season. Defensively, they were very strong against Dandy City, who are really str- with, with the quality of players that Dandy City have put together, I know Chris Lucas was on the bench this time. He's going to be a very important player in the final third for them this season. But the way they moved the ball was so slow, they made it so much easier for. St Albans to sort of defend and be resolute in that game. And then the game sort of broke open in, in the first half where five St Albans players tried to mark the one guy who eventually got through. And in the end, it was just a couple of simple passes and right man, Johnny on the spot with the easiest tapping you'll ever have. So um, that sort of one mistake sort of let Danny City in and then youngster uh, Hodor with a exquisite volley later mm. in the game was able to get a share of the points in that one. But St Albans have been um, quite impressive so far. They've, again, got some decent players that not many people know about. Bassett, who plays a number 10 role, a young Englishman, fiery-haired, looks a bit like a young Sean Alice. Um, plays that number 10 role. He's sublime. He's a very, very good signing. they've got a few youngsters too have had um, experience in Croatia and, and National uh, Youth League sides in the A-League and that as well. So... And uh, Marco Mancusio is a young 16, 17 year old who's got big things going yeah, you were
0: talking about him early on in the season, I think, about him coming up. Oh, okay, um, apparently um, not Mar- Uncertain. No, he's no, no, I don't know. He's
2: a current or, uh, Joey.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah so um, and I think when we talk about football clubs having the recipe for success, I think St. Albans have got it. They've got a good young squad coming through. There's a lot of energy about them as well. You know, where you were saying that Dandy City, they were looking a bit laboured and slow. They've got that energy and vigor to them to sort of run around for 90 minutes and really see our game. So, yeah, good start to the season for St Um, Albans. Just
1: keep on proving me wrong. Said they'd be no good. Apparently, I was very wrong. Yeah.
0: It's all right. Have you written on your piece of paper for the season prediction yet? Yeah. Yeah, good. Okay, good. I
2: think think they, last time they were in the top division, I think they... Got around 10 points for the whole season. They're really up to four St Albans. Yeah. So a bit of a yo-yo club, a bit like your Kit Fulham. Yeah, there you a bit, go. Bit a bit, and and of a dig, bit of a dig. So, go on.
1: What have Newcastle g- been for the past 15 uh, years? Rele-
2: relegated uh, twice yeah. in, in eight years. I guess that gets close to a yo-yo club. Great Especially fans Especially if we go to this Great yeah, great, I think it's more, it's more impressive. The Gold Coast of the UK. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: It's its also more impressive because they've had literally a toxic owner for the entire duration. Uh-huh, oh, yeah. And yet you guys have had everything gifted to you. That's uh, not true. Well, uh, you uh, Mitrovic, yeah. Mitrovic gifted
2: not, to not, you. Not to mention not Michael, gifted. the Michael Jackson
0: uh, statue as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're yep. getting your bloody stands redone really mm-hmm. done as well I hear or something? Yep, Riverside
1: stand looks really good at the moment. There's nothing there, but apparently it will be good. When they build it uh,
0: It's such a great ground Craven
2: Cottage Built around a little cottage In the corner Which is still the The dressing rooms For the players To come out of It's incredible little So there's a it's Adelaide so English
0: Yeah Cooper's Stadium In Adelaide has got
2: A church uh, there's, there's
0: like a church In the corner yeah. And I'm like Oh man if ever I make it For myself I'm 100% buying that Best then, away trip You can possibly have I'll be sorry yeah. You put a rooftop
1: balcony Well, I, well on hang on I'm going to disagree With best away trip You can ever in have can, in I've Because well, I've made it twice And both teams Both Both times Melbourne City have just been flogged, and I've hated it. So it's so good. It's a terrible away trip.
0: Um, Do you know what was not a terrible away trip? What? That's a really tenuous segue that I'm trying to... Keep here. going. Port Melbourne won. Bentley Greens won. Bran, talk us through this one. Because it's Port Melbourne just, you know... It's as if they really want mid-table points for draws, really,
1: isn't it? Well, I mean, it was an even contest. Both teams could have won. I mean, it's a, one, it's a one-all draw. Both teams could have won. Both teams had chances to win. I thought it was an exciting enough game, but in the end, a one-all draw, not, not, not a whole lot to talk about here, in my opinion. I don't know, unless you guys want to chime in. Anything you noticed?
2: Port Melbourne, they're, they're probably not going to be the most exciting club to watch this year. But if you look at that defence, Ross Archibald, who's a real star at this level, missed last season with a, a serious knee injury. Michael Eager, the evergreen centre back for them, and Ko Digudoy. So they play that back three with a couple of wing backs, and they're very hard to break down. Uh, JL Murphy's the smallest ground in the NPL, so it's. Is it actually? Yeah, it's a, it's it's quite it's like the old Highbury. We're uh, we talking in
0: terms of like field size. Dimension. Yeah.
2: Or, oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's a it's a little it's a little bit shorter than most other grounds, so it's very hard to break uh, to break and get past sides. So if, you, if you're going to sit three at the back and a couple of wing backs, it's going to be and a very good goalkeeper and Simon's behind that. Um, it's going to be hard to get points out of Port Melbourne. So and Nick Tolios' side face that. They're, they're, they're going to look for titles. Uh, Nick Tolios obviously relegated the strange situation with Kingston last year. Take over Bentley, win yeah. the grand final. Win the grand final. How easy is this? Yep. Um, it's got the ex- expectations to be winning trophies this year, at Nick yeah. Tolios, as you'd expect for such a big club like Bentley. So. Um, they'd be disappointed not to get full points out of that game, but um, Port Melbourne well-deserved their points. I'd point. also be
0: disappointed to get four points out of that game because I thought it was three points for a win. Uh, a full, 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 oh, full. I heard four and I was full. like, yeah, I'd be disappointed full. with that too. Yeah. Uh, well, there is a fool at the table it just yes. me. It yes. doesn't really work. Yeah. No. So bad. No. Okay, Branson, take this one home. Last sometimes game, maybe shit. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's sometimes it. maybe shit. Mostly pretty we, shit. We, <laughs> need,
1: we need a button for that. Sometimes maybe good. You could just put yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, last game of the round was Avondale to Altona Magic nil. I mean, pretty unsurprising results for this one. I thought personally that this was a more important game for Avondale than the opening. Oakley game, I thought you could sort of chalk that one off as, you know, tough opening round fixture against a fellow good team. If they hadn't got all three points against the Magic, I thought that would have been quite concerning. Uh, in the end, they did. Altona were up for the fight early, but I think it was goals to Matthew Reed and Stefan Valentini in the first half.
0: I haven't seen the highlights, but apparently the Valentini goal was quite good.
1: It was Can't quite, yep, again. yep, can confirm. Uh, Matthew Reid, uh, central defender, made a diving header as well, from about four yards out, but no, still, we love was a, st- diving still a diving header for a centre-back, so I that's think pretty we need good. To,
0: we need to it's, create like a league table of the things that we love most in football, because like, outfield player in goal is like goalkeeper, top three. Well,
1: goalkeeper wearing a hat.
0: Goalkeeper wearing a hat. Yeah, we need to we'll
2: work yeah, goal, on this. Goalkeeper in a track suit.
1: I like that. Too. Oh, and right. And if, if it's
2: a track suit and hat combination.
1: <laughs> oh. Imagine an outfield player. The, the
2: one, speaking of the, the read goal, one thing I absolutely love. Your strikers going for the diving header when they can just reach out their leg and just tap <laughs> it in with the simplest of finish, but they go for the big diving header instead. I well, that. Well, I was,
1: as, a, as a as a defender, you know, maybe he felt more comfortable with the header, you know. But,
0: but there was one that I was watching this week, sorry to interrupt, but it was re, I was re watching some of the highlights of the 2014 Brazil World Cup. Geez, and that yep. Robin, I know this is a tenuous <laughs> link, yeah, let's go the no. NPL semi professional podcast, and I've just gone straight to the World Cup. I can see the link. <laughs> Thanks, mate. You are always welcome on the yeah. show. Um so it was the Robin Van Persie diving header that he got against uh, Spain when Great Netherlands beat Spain like four four or five one and it was just like it's the same thing, it's like he could have taken a touch and scored, but he's just going No, fuck it, I'm just gonna diving header lob the keeper. But if he'd
1: break. taken and taken a touch and scored, it wouldn't have won goal of the tournament, would it?
0: I don't think it did win gold did. That was the first it time did. I actually saw the shooting
2: star meme too when they made it for oh, him diving oh, and then yeah. I
1: was like how good's this. Our greatest, great song. Branson? Yep, not don't, <laughs> don't know a lot about it. Uh anyway, moving on so Avondale 2-0 up midway through the second First half uh never looked back, controlled the game from there. Altona Magic never really looked very threatening, but for Avondale first win of the season crucially takes them back to 0- Points, so they're no longer on the negative, and they move off the bottom of the table. So upward things for them. How
0: are they not on the bottom? Oh, goal difference. Goal difference. Okay, yes. So, so like, I think Green Gully the... just uh, East... ship too many. Yeah. I well, know. I think they're eleventh. The
1: yeah. Eastern Lions, Green Gully, and another team are below like, them. I, I don't it know. Would be,
0: it would be strange in the early part of the season to be on zero points and have a positive goal difference.
1: Oh, the Magic. That's the other one who yeah. they're about. Yeah. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. yeah. Like, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that, that wraps up uh, all the games yeah. for, for round two, Will.
0: Very good match day two of NPL football. We're calling it match day two. I keep getting lost as to what we're calling Round it. two. Round yeah, two. Sure, um, so what we're going to do is just jump into some topics. Now, I've actually got South Melbourne owing players and stuff, money, but I don't think that's like a really a really big one. We kind of touched on it last week, but we got Chris on. Chris knows a lot more about
1: football than us. so Yeah, got a bit of insight on this one.
2: Uh, just just a little bit with that sort of thing. Uh, there's there's three players that um obviously quite uh, quite unhappy thinking that they've got money owed. Uh, the, the what it is it's around termination fees, uh, the termination payment uh, for clubs with players being in contract and leaving, which is always a grey area with these sort of things. Um, the way I sort of see it, if, if you believe you've got money owed to you, I'm not sure the media is the right way to go about it. You've got mm-hmm. things like Fair Work or the PFA. Um, the only reason you really go to the media is if you want to sort of dismerge the club or all that sort of stuff. But in the end of the day, if you've got money owed to you, you probably want to do everything you possibly can to get that sorted out. Uh, I'm not sure about the media route being the right way to do things, but... Um, especially when it is a grey area, it's not. It's not cut and dry. Um, sp- you know, sp- speaking to people around the PFA, and this is
0: half the reason why the PFA was. Ugh, I think um, is it Brendan Schwab who's uh, head of the PFA or uh,
2: Joey Didalitzer? Okay, or John I'm, John so Yeah, that's, I Joe
0: remember, is his brother. I remember reading about when the PFA first came into into fruition in Australia. And it was very much around. Unpaid players, transfers, all of those things, and make sure there was a place to go to. And so, yes, it is one hundred percent the place you go. I'm not for airing your dirty laundry in
1: public. But. Well, and we saw uh, Chris Taylor went to FIFA.
2: Yeah, and so uh, they've sort of won that case. really I think, uh, I'm not sure how much. I think it was eighty combined between the two. I think the same, uh, the Sydney United coach as well too. So, uh, if, for sure, if players have money owing to them, they go through the right proper channels, and they deserve to get what they get. Um, but I think it's more of a legal sort of matter between the clubs. I, I just, as soon as it goes out on soccer Twitter, though, it's going to go on like a, a, a fire, especially South Melbourne. I um, <laughs> see Mike just yeah, jumping so, and saying it's so when it. when it's, because uh, the thing about Mike is that um, he's so strong on South Melbourne issues. Yeah. And he's very hard to have a debate with because um, he's just got South Melbourne through his blood and he yeah. doesn't think as clearly at all. On his social media persona is like that. Um, meeting him in real life, he's actually quite a really nice guy. Mm. Um, but because of more Mike than South Melbourne, a lot of soccer Twitter will be so happy to any negative story <laughs> about South Melbourne. And I, I did see a tweet about the the manual fan um, counter that Mike uses for the South Melbourne game. Somebody did a picture of Eastern Lions to count the crowd there it was at that game. So um, just soccer Twitter things.
0: Yeah, great. Love it. Yeah. Um... Brandon Barnes' celebration, we've spoken about it. Pretty bloody good. It's pretty good. And you mentioned, you know, he loves he loves playing up. And he's... The thing is what I like about... Sorry, playing up's not the right word, but he is a performer. You know, he's a footballer and a performer. And he just puts on a great show for everyone. And he does it with a smile on his face. You know, I'm sick of seeing the sterile nature of the A-League at times. And just coming back down for the NPL. Seeing that genuinely weird celebration of just getting his rig out in front of the Melbourne Knights supporters... Primo. One of my moments of the round season. Decade.
2: What's <laughs> well, he got installed next week? He's had two last minute sort of goals. He's he's just an entertainer. What else has he got?
0: If he goes in goals and saves a penalty, Ooh, oh, there we go. Get yeah. the tattoo. Get the tattoo. The, the
1: Brandon Barnes tattoo. You'd get one. You've got heaps of tattoos. I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. the logic there, you know, yeah. is oh, you've got lots. Might yeah. as well get a Brandon Barnes one. We'll... If, if
2: Barnes ever goes in goal and saves a penalty, I'll put my hand up for that tattoo. <laughs> All right. So um, I think we've got to do it as well. It's on the podcast now. Yeah, you we'll can book always come back to it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, please don't um, Anything don't else
1: remember. you want to talk
0: about, mate? I do want to talk about one thing. It was the viewing numbers of the MPL were released early and it is good, it is good viewing numbers, to the bipartisan who doesn't really read into these stats too much, but we were talking about so, just for those who know, the NPL Victoria has around about 100, I think it was about 91,000 was the collective YouTube and Facebook views, and while we're talking about there being a, is there a viable second division in Australia, we all know the answer to that is yes, but what is the bridging of the gap of that? Now I wanted to sort of throw it out to you guys, a quick discussion around The A-League has a broadcast deal issue at the moment where A-League doesn't... uh, uh, What's the name? Foxtel don't really want it. They're trying to save some money, so they're looking at getting rid of rugby, which means rugby union, which means, realistically, I think football's in the firing line as well. If we look at the positive numbers from the NPL, if we look at the declining numbers in the A-League and go, "Mm, they're kind of all working towards a point. Spitball, what do you guys think a broadcast deal in two years' time looks like that has got a-League and NPL Victoria maybe combined? Or does NPL Victoria are in a better position? What does that sort of look like to you guys, Branson?
1: I See, so I'm not too sure because I love the idea of a second division, but I just don't think it'll necessarily translate financially. So I can't really see something happen where you've got Foxtel, as you mentioned, or Optus Sport or SBS or any free-to-air throwing any kind of, genuinely serious money mm-hmm. at the NPL. Like, I just I just can't see that happening. You know, we've seen that the A-League is not super financially viable. So I I just can't... <laughs> Unless
0: you're Perth Glory, you wouldn't have been bought by a crypto guy. Yeah, which, which they're now not doing because <laughs>
1: he's been done Doesn't for exist, fraud yeah. or whatever. Anyway, um, I, I just don't see how the money would come in for it. Like, these viewership yeah. numbers are great and it's awesome to see that people are paying attention and that's just, you know, highlights how good the league is, how competitive, how genuinely exciting it is. But I don't know, I just can't see anyone throwing any real money at at this stage.
0: Chris, you know a lot more about football than us, enlighten us. (laughs) Well,
2: with with the A-League, a couple of years ago when they signed that deal, uh, they got smashed for it saying it wasn't a good enough deal. Well, you look at it now considering how... The numbers have sort of dropped off significantly. It's a fantastic deal that the FFA have got with the A League. So yes, Foxdale are trying to get rid of the A League. You can see that they've significantly cut down on the broadcast quality. So there's a lot of less cameras, um, quite a few producers. Got the got the ass from Foxdale that were like uh, people brilliant like Murray Shaw who produced a lot of it and produced the NPL Grand Final day last year. Um, you look at they've got two full time commentators, Fox Sports, who are basically doing all the games just because um, no they're, they're already contracted with Fox, yeah. so they might as well use them. So uh, they're doing their product as well. And then you get to this stage of the A-League, it's, it's not a huge amount of stories as in there's no relegation, there's no dogfight at the bottom end
0: of the table. Okay. Sydney FC is so far ahead of everybody else. But then so far behind in major competitions like the Asian Champions League, you know, it's really sitting in its own little... Yeah. Isolated pocket of the world. Well, and
1: then and then you get you know every team playing each other three times, where it just sort of loses its impact.
2: Yeah, mm. if, if you can build it up, say uh, say Melbourne Victory Sydney FC only playing Melbourne once, you do it on Australia Day, you pump it up, you'll get forty thousand there. Yeah, if, you, if they play three times in the season and then Sydney is so far ahead of everybody else, it just dwindles. So t- telling the stories and having each game mean a lot in the A League is the biggest issue that I see with that. Look at MPL. 14-team competition, people fighting for relegation, six spots in the final, so it's less than half are fighting for finals. You're looking at titles as well. It's not really until it gets about round 20, you might get the odd game between middle-rung sides that don't mean anything. Yeah. So they're, they're, that's where they've got. Regarding the second division, it's definitely happening. Mm. It's going to be, well, there was talk about it kicking off this October, but with a lot of the FFA po- political things and changing roles and all that, it's probably going to be delayed for one more year. So you look at sides like Melbourne Knights, Huddersfield United, South Melbourne, which will probably be the Victorian sort of uh, team that will be looking towards that. It's going to kick off. Um, it, I don't think it's going to be fully professional at the start. It's going to be a step up from semi-professional. Keep the costs in check, build from there. But if you look at broadcast deals, the one thing I, that Optus did really, really well is when they took the Premier League rights, they got a lot of... The thing about telcos is it's very hard for a telco to get somebody from Vodafone or whatever over to Optus, because once they're with the telco, most people stay with them for pretty much life. Yeah. So, similar to banks. So what they did is they got the football, the Premier League, so people changed when their contracts were up, they changed over, and they got a lot of people coming over to Optus, which means they're going to mm. have super bucks, which means that they've got that diversity...
0: In their And this is where you're wondering about where's the money going to come from, is that it's no longer just football money, it's people putting money in their phone plans that can then subsidise it. And I think there's a a bit of me that goes, I'd love to see what football in Australia can do from not behind a paywall, you know, and I like that Optus have got free seats on some of their games, so maybe they do that, they go the NPL is, uh, the value to the NPL is actually increasing the audience not taking money from the deal, so... They could be free seat things and then they've got the infrastructure there to do it. You know, like the yeah. app for streaming it would be better than Facebook. You know? Well,
1: I just I just don't think that someone would look at the second division and go, like, from a football point of view, it would be amazing. Like, it would be awesome, but I just can't see from a business point of view, like, how it would make sense to include it. So,
0: Jay, uh, who's the FOC? It's James, Joh- no, James Johansson? John. But,
1: Not sure what you're talking about. Yeah, no. Yeah, jj Yeah. <laughs> I, he <laughs> came, not, he came
0: out yesterday, I had a Q&A with Adam Peacock and was talking about one of the biggest things that they see is changing the way that players are essentially signed. So you can now get transfer uh, fees. yes. So for, Huge. End, for second Huge. division clubs, that's how you make your money. A-League clubs, that's how you make your money. Like It's kind of criminal that the A-League has produced a lot of good talent over the years and seen very little fruit from it because the transfer thing, like what well, was Adelaide United signed? made their first transfer fee this year for Jimmy Jago. No, uh, Riley McGree. and you're like that should have yeah, been happening re- years ago. Yeah, been around so re- for
1: 13 years, and they've only just paid for a player. Like, I, I mean, just you look
0: at clubs making that that payment into infrastructure to create young talent, and I think that's where you make your money. Like realistically, if you've got Daniel sitting out there running trials and everyone for everything, they've got a really good sort of youth setup. Saint Albans as well, they've got a lot of young players coming through. That's how you make your money.
1: But I don't know how anyone who wants to buy the rights is going to make their money. I just don't. Think that a second division would necessarily... Like we've seen with the yeah. top division Sorry. that they, that they're struggling to make money. So that, I just think that problem would be emphasised where, with the second division.
2: That's why it can't be one of those traditional broadcast sort of deals. It has to be a diversified thing like Optus who have the telco thing and, yeah. and the sport is sort of uh, uh, just a little bit different to that sort of thing. No. If it's just a broadcasting or a streaming thing, um, unless they develop their own app and, and do that sort of thing, which I know Football Victoria is talking to other states, particularly New South Wales, to have all the NPLs on their own app. Because if you look at Facebook and YouTube, it's got amazing reach. But what it has is you can't really control the commercial side of things that well. So that's what they're sort of looking at saying, well, we've got these amazing numbers. How do we commercialise it properly? But but in saying that Optus Sport and KO Sports are in talks with Football Victoria, they're very interested in the NPL Victoria. They've seen the numbers and um, ongoing discussions with them about what could possibly happen in the future, maybe a, a, a match of the round sort of thing on Optus or something like that. KO's been looking at a review show. So, um, especially with the links with Michael Zaponi with Football Victoria and mm. that as well. So, um, there's definitely things on the horizon that M- NPL Victoria is doing really well. Exciting. Right.
0: Let's wrap it up because let us know what you think that sort of landscape looks like because exciting times, and I think the product's good enough for it. Um, so, yes, we will take a break. And end the first half, jump into the second half, go through all the non footballing stuff that is actually really still quite footballing.
2: We're only Love gonna, it. We're only going to get better because it's it's 2 0 to the Knights at half time and we've got all the action to <laughs> yeah, come in the second yeah. part. Who's going to get red carded? Probably yeah. me. Yeah. All
0: right, join us back in a minute, guys, for part two of episode three. Ladies and gentlemen, just a reminder that this is the part of the podcast where we are now opening up to sponsorship. We are such a legitimate organization right now that we're looking at partnering with great companies across Victoria that are keen to reach an excellent listener base of NPL Victoria supporters. If you would like to get involved with Potty in any way, please email us at show at semipropotty.com. That is show at semipropotty.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second half of episode three of Match Day Two of the Semi Pro Potty. Let's kick it off. Things we like from this week, Brand. Do you want to kick us off with one?
1: Yes. So I quite liked to see the crowd. I'm sorry, just bumping the table and everything there. No, uh, uh, the crowd at the Dandy City St Albans game. A little bit weird, a little bit tricky to see from the stream. But Bryce Ruthven tweeted out a video from what is it from in the grandstand at the in the grandstand sorry at dan and lost my train of thought give me a red card sometimes it may be shits. Um, yeah. yeah anyway so but video behind the goals showing the crowd and it was packed it was awesome it was great grandstand behind that end was was pretty full lots of people on the hill and just love to see it. lots of people turning out to support the npl in victoria
0: yeah really good i mean we know that Dandy City are one of the best sort of clubs for that match day experience. Um, what did you like, mate? I really liked from... Oh, I can't remember. Was it in the Europa League? It was Ryan Babble shithousing a guitar player. And essentially, the guitar player goes down under a challenge and starts rolling around in pain. And just... We've all... I think we've all thought of doing this, but he does it. And he just goes on the ground and starts rolling around with him. And then he gets Like, like to
1: imitate <laughs> him. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, like and, take the piss. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and then he goes... The guy obviously just goes like, this guy's being a dick. So he gets up and starts hobbling away. And then Ryan Babel gets up next to him and starts hobbling along
1: with him. And, and it's just so good. And it's like in his face too. So like he's really sort of <laughs> showing it off, you know. Was oh. Absolutely,
2: absolutely Brent. The thing that I absolutely love from the week was, uh, not the decision, but the Los Celso non-red card from Bath. Oh, yeah. But my favourite part about that was they asked Mourinho after the game what he thought of it and he said he didn't see it. But there's a photo of him one meter away from him, right in front of him, the tackle. And he's, he's clearly weird. he's clearly seen him try to snap his leg, yeah. but no uh,
0: didn't say it didn't have a good view of it. No, he's I think clearly... it was just very
1: a very political answer it's there. It's so
0: because he is actually, I think, at that point, the closest person to it, apart from the two right, people right, in the yeah. challenge. Oh, it's so good. Then also in that, another thing that I loved about that was when the VAR then came back afterwards and went, Oh no, it should have been red. And the, the reason Yeah, yeah given, <laughs> afterwards, yeah The reason
2: given at the time was that Oh, the player didn't have anywhere else to put his leg Which is
0: uh, just... It's the most I reckon but that is you... the most Vinnie Jones excuse for a bad challenge it was like, ref, I couldn't put my leg anywhere <laughs> the, else My, my, my
2: favourite <laughs> <What>? old
0: English <laughs>
2: What? Cha- my favourite old English challenge like that is, is um uh, Sorry about that, ref, I got there as quick as I could
1: That's Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. What, <laughs> good isn't good enough Yeah Um that's a terrible. I hadn't heard that explanation. Oh, that's yeah, it was so bad. It's so bad. But that's like and just going. Oh, sorry, ref. I had nowhere else to yeah. dive well, than but, at him. I yeah, don't know why. Yeah, like,
0: oh, sorry, ref. I couldn't use my hands outside the penalty area. Yeah. Like, Does it doesn't make it okay. Yeah, so I
1: used my foot and put them halfway up his shin. Yeah. Um, another thing that I liked. You tweeted it out this morning. Well, uh, highlights from the Macedonian top tier. So this is a bit of a weird one. So the ball goes out for a throw in. Uh, one team take the quick throw in and then there's a player streaming down the sideline, dribbling with the ball. One of the defenders, and I don't know how he got it, is running along with him. He's carrying a- another ball, and then, <laughs> which is weird enough in the first place. But then to stop the attack, he then throws the ball that he's carrying at the ball that's being dribbled, actually hits it and knocks it out. But it just really really yeah, random I like how does it a... just started dribbling yeah the like, ball yeah up, yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's two things that me-
0: there's three things that me about where do you get the ball from
1: well because you can't see it right. i don't know
0: then also it's hard to run with a ball like you can run slower with a ball or like faster without. are it, you talking while you're carrying ball? or yeah, dribbling while
1: you're carrying it. okay both but you know. both yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: um and then he's not thought through the thing of What's going to happen if I do this? And like you said, throwing the ball at the other ball actually helps the other guy because it kind of, the ball bounces back behind the guy. He just goes in behind him and can get a shot well, and, I,
1: and I think at the end of this segment, I think the player gets sent off, he doesn't gets he? gets sent
0: off and I'm like, what else did you expect? <laughs> Everyone is, everyone's standing around the referee shocked and I'm like, what else did you expect? I was
2: just about to ask that because all I've seen is the clip of the ball being thrown and I haven't <laughs> seen what happened after that. Oh, he, gets, so yeah, he gets, that answers that question. Well, yeah, well, well, he
1: gets sent off, but you just sort of look and you go, that's amazing. And I think we had... Um, a couple of... Uh, a segment last year, you know, that's so NPL. Things that happen in world that football. Yeah, well, I mean, would love to see it. And the Ryan Babble, I think that fits nicely into that category. Um, things we did not like. William. I'm
0: doing this half of a bait for you, mate, so I know you'll get great satisfaction. Great. But Liverpool actually losing a game for once. And not concerned because it is a two-legged tie. So, Yeah, losing Mm. away to Atletico, and then I did actually like this. This is actually probably one thing I did like was the Atletico. uh, The board, one of the board members for Atletico, came out and were like, "Oh, no, we're not concerned about Anfield. It's an old stadium. It's not too difficult." No, but
1: but fair enough. It's not even Liverpool's stadium, mate. Understand his point?
0: Oh my god, you guys have three stands.
1: no, no. It used to belong to Everton. Yeah. Everton's real home field, mate. You guys know, just you're in, you're you just stole it. The pick,
0: pick on grounds at the
1: moment. Yeah, you can. Absolutely, a... oldest club in London, oldest stadium in London. What it a... fucking looks like it. Yeah, no know. It's totally amazing. Nothing um, there for anyone good. Also, what for, for those for the, for those playing at home, Fulham have scored more goals against Atletico Madrid in the last time we played them than Liverpool. So, suck it, will you, chump?
0: Fuck man, you got the today, yeah. sting sometimes um, maybe shit <laughs> what did you guys not like from this week, anything or are we going to jump onto our I'm going to throw one of my commentators
2: under the Ooh. bus yes. yes
0: oh fuck yes. and nice. he's a guy I absolutely love, Dan Lonigan.
2: he's had a, a long history with uh, ABC grandstands uh, for
1: the footy James, the footy guy, the footy guy right everyone
2: knows him as the footy guy, the yes. race caller um, I absolutely love him, he's a, an awesome bloke but he tried to go with a James Browns uh, quote when Brang, uh, James Brown, school obviously the soul singer. So obviously James Rand "I feel good" is the thing, and he went with James Rand "I'm feeling pretty good about this" is what he went. So he stuffed up the, yeah.
0: the
1: James Brown quote, mm. and just sounds a bit silly in the process. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just,
0: that's pretty NPL. That's things that we don't like. So yeah. we know. Points, need to... points,
1: points for effort. Points for effort. Yeah. But... Points <laughs> off for execution. Yeah.
0: <laughs> points off for execution. Like how spicy that one got. Um. Let's jump into the next one. Branson. Yeah. Film time. Because yep. we didn't go to an NPL game this week. We what? don't have a, an album.
1: No. And just quickly, Chris, are you a big film guy?
0: I I, I like to get the old pirated movie, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay, okay well, great. We'll see, so we'll this see. Could, we'll see this how could, we both go. Yeah. So the method of this one is I mention a film. If Branson hasn't seen it, he has to tell me what he thinks it's. It's About, Yep, and then I will.
1: And if I have seen it, I'm just amazed, yeah. yeah. And okay. Will gets really disappointed. I
0: actually think there's a chance you may have seen it because right. it is in the national curriculum, not the FNR <laughs> <laughs> segment. Yeah, looking for Alibrandi. brandy.
1: No, I haven't seen it. Oh, I don't
0: know. Seen it no, no. Oh, I'm off it. all right, okay. What do you think looking for Alibrandi brandy is about?
1: It would be a new three part documentary series airing on Netflix about a missing cold case about a 14 year old girl named Ella Brandy and she's gone missing and no one is able to find her and it's a three part docu series that looks at the investigation and the police so and her family. Yeah, okay. It's a three-part docu-series. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who, who, who do you think? Who well, they you know, know they don't find out. It's oh, just... She's uh, an MH370. Yeah. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Right. So three-part docu-series I talk about, you know, the police, flaws in the investigation, uh, persons of interest, but then they just don't find her. Okay.
0: Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Awesome. Would you watch that? Yeah, I'd watch it. I'd watch yeah, okay. it. Okay. Yeah. What do you What do you think? <laughs> what I think about though?
2: it is, I've, I've gone a, a different tack. I think it's a bit of a comedy sort of thing. So it's a Ooh. bit like, "Dude, where's my car?" sort of thing, looking for Alabrandi, um, that sort of thing. So it's like, a, or is, is Alabrandi a person? Or going to uh, oh. going to what's it? Uh, the White Castle movies? Or yeah, have, so, uh, Harold and Kumar go uh, to White Castle. Yeah. So I think it's one of those things—a a comedy adventure journey to try to find Alabrandi, who. Um, might be just like a type of weed or something like that. Okay, yeah, so great. we've gone we've gone down like that sort of.
1: I've now realised that Ella Brandy might not be a person.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a... Is, it a,
1: is is that a person?
0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, the plot for Looking for Ella Brandy, one of the most celebrated Australian coming-of-age films. A teenage Australian girl deals with the traumas of everyday life. Well, I did see. Say- These include her difficult relationship with her single mother, the unexpected return of her long lost father, played by Anthony or Everyone never heard of him. The disapproving nuns at it's her former strict Adelaide's Catholic goalkeeper. school. Oh, what?
2: Don't you know that? You, don't you know your football history? No, I mean, Lapalier <laughs> <I mean, laughs> yeah, right yeah. was uh, played some reserve games. I think in the seventies or eighties for Why Adelaide hell? City. How is yeah. that as go. a goalkeeper?
0: Um. The acceptance of her schoolmates and the romantic dilemmas over two very different boys. So it is a teen drama in Australia,
1: iconic. So, okay, who was more... Uh, it's, a chick, who,
0: it's a chick flick, really. so, yeah. so who
1: was more no, correct? If you had to... No, no, you were both no, so wrong, but which movie would
0: I rather watch? What? I'd much rather watch Chris's,
1: 100%. Brutal, but but who, you who, actually who, had who, Alibrandi as a
0: person. Yeah, so.
1: who, who was closer to with their description of the I, film?
0: I, I think I can be more clear for this, Brad, since you were both so far <laughs> off from <the line. laughs> Um, ladies and gentlemen, that was great picking on Branson and Chris film time. Great, I think we all learned something mostly about Anthony Lapalia being a goalkeeper. Um, talk about food. We're going to talk about some food because we had pretty harrowing experiences with souvlaki's at South Melbourne two weeks ago. Well,
2: I can't believe how well that tweet did. I, I checked my phone. <laughs> the, I checked my phone the afternoon and it just went off the hook. About uh, a lot of South Melbourne fans sharing the same sentiment, actually. Of. Um, it's a bit it's a difficult one for south melbourne because unlike most NPL grounds that they have that the bar the uh, 1959 bar and grill yeah. it's sort of catered out so it's sort of it's in between south the club. yeah sort of between south melbourne and the trust who, who, who run the stadium so it's a little bit different like that in saying that there was a lot of south melbourne fans working um, behind the bar and in the kitchen who uh, obviously didn't have a great deal of experience with that sort of stuff they had power issues as well but um twenty five minutes for a souva is
0: uh, falling apart so yeah, that it's as well.
2: And stale it's- bread broken in half, bugger all meat, um, or sauce, just a lot of lettuce and a few bits of meat, it was
0: uh,
2: Yeah. It was horrible. And this is
0: what I don't understand though, is that by having an external party managing the catering, you're not a football club trying to do catering. It's a catering company doing catering. It's so easy NPL. Yeah, and it's just like, but you should also be good at that one thing. Like, I get it if you're a football club and you're a bit shit at food because you're good at football. That makes sense, but it's like you're a catering company. It was
2: something that I had bad experiences last year with South Melbourne with the food. Not only me, a lot of people did. And I just thought this year, it's still the same. Now I'll have a a crack at them. (laughs)
1: Well, I think the other thing with South Melbourne is when you talk about like how big the club is and their infrastructure, they have the best off-field infrastructure in the league. So you would think that, you know, canteen and food, you know, they would yeah. be able to sort of lead the way, maybe not in quality, but in sort of setup and everything. does not. Yes. Um, so what's your favourite food venue in the MPL, Chris?
2: Uh, the Dandy City Pork Rolls is oh, my favourite by yeah. far. Uh, yeah. I think hands down that. go Suvlak, uh Oakley, I think are the best, and I really like Sammy's Kebabs at uh, Hume City. Yeah. So they're, they're the ones, especially
0: the chicken kebab is the best flavour of, of See, chicken kebab. I, I agree 100% with all of that. That is bang on. But I think one that we don't talk about enough is Port Melbourne. Yeah, Port Melbourne. I think Port Melbourne, they've got a great little cafeteria set up in there and you can stand in the rooms and, you know, it's. I think that's a. It's very underrated. It's it's unlucky because it's got to go up against your Oakley and, and everyone for that, but it's, it's a still thing. a good Euros. Yeah, it's still a very, very good Euros. Love it. Um, brands, car update.
1: Yes, I do have a car update because we've done it in the done it in the first two weeks. Well, sort of. Why, under, why would we, we
2: keep we the we got a car sponsorship? Do we? Or
1: no, we don't. We don't. It's more money. It's car sponsorship. It's... anyone who is willing to
0: sponsor this podcast. Please do. If you're a car dealer brand, will buy. If his anyone car out there
2: from. has got a new clutch for a 2009 Subaru Impreza, <laughs> you're I'm quite, I'm quite happy for that as well.
1: Yeah. So... Show at semipropotty.com, Everyone. Yeah. Uh, so my car's had a bit of a. Bit of a check in history. Week one, we talked about how I had new door handles and a new... Mirror, uh which was very exciting for for you as the passenger, not, not which didn't have a door handle,
2: about, uh, new tires or new brakes or something. Nah. You're going for door handles and yeah, yeah like what does his car? Mirrors. What his car look like before?
1: Well, it, it was okay. <laughs> it had missing door handles, so you
2: hanging down Sesame Street next to Oscar's can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so but anyway,
1: Yeah, so I fixed fixed it. You know, fixed the door mirror, fixed the door handles. All was great. And then it got Dutch hit. Wonders. Yep. Well, no, no, with the screwdriver and everything. Anyway, um, uh, then last week we talked about how it got hit on the street after you washed it, so the tail light is smashed and uh, dents and scratches on the back right corner. Anyway, so the update is, so I went to get in my car this morning and I was walking around driver side. Had a look at the broken tail light because I do because it was quite sad to find that there is a new friend living in my tail light in the form of a giant spider. Ransom, this yep. is so I have a photo greatest. and there you can see a giant spider has That is so menacing. Yes, has has taken up residence inside my broken tail light. So I now have a new friend. It's
0: also kind of concerning if you're driving behind you. And yeah, brake, brake lights going. come on. You in just, just see this massive <laughs> spider. Yeah. the yeah. spider as well would be like, I am tripping balls right now. So like... It's like a Batman signal. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. That's um, it. So
1: there's a big spider living in the back of my car, which is that's great. that's my that's my update for the week. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of Brand's car update for the
0: week. Sponsored yeah. by, please sponsor us so Bran can get a new car. Yep. Um, blunder of the week. What could we have done that someone didn't do?
1: Uh, well, I think the. Easy candidate for the well, I don't know. Chakarans red card. not not necessarily that we could have done it, but yeah, I reckon that would sort of fall yeah. into well, the you category. Know
2: one thing I could have done is I could have it on the post. And yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I reckon, oh, yeah. I reckon I could have just stood there and went, and just headed the ball away as it was coming towards. Particularly me, me I'm quite tall. Yeah, I reckon I would have had that. It comfort. wasn't even that whole... Uh, that, it was only halfway up the post too. So, yeah. um, so we're just
1: going to sort of cover that whole running out, giving away the penalty, red card, then not manning the post. That was sort of our. Our blunder yeah. or our our poor passage of the week. Yes,
0: correct. Um, things that we could not have done. Well,
1: something Brand- that was
0: really pretty impressive. Well,
1: Brandon Barnes's goal, obviously. Um it's
0: also the turn. I'm going to be honest with you. The turn is the bit that I like most
1: because. Um, well, James Brown's goal. You mean, or are you? Yeah, talking- well, the yes. Turn
0: to lead to the yes, goal. and so, then yeah.
1: the banger. Yeah, so great piece of skill. Definitely could not have done that. Also, just on Brandon Barnes, quickly, just the pressure. 96 minute free kick. You got like we're already. Over our stoppage time allowance, you go. Well, this shot is literally going to be just about it, and he scored it. And you go, ballsy, love it.
2: Yeah. Well, the, the funny thing about that whole thing too is with um, Chuckeroon's clearance, that would have been the last kick of the game. Referee right. had his whistle to his mouth, and as soon as he cleared that decent into halfway, referee would have in full time. So funny. It's um, it's just a, a shambles. All, any
0: way you think of it, but um, yeah, great um, entertainment for the masses. Um, yeah, poor okay. Melbourne Knights. Yep. Matches we've got coming up this round. Um, Friday night, we have got Port Melbourne hosting Eastern Lions. So hopefully that'll be a good win for Port Melbourne, in my opinion, because I would like to see them. Actually, couldn't even oh, go to that one.
1: would love to see Eastern Lions get on the board for the first time this year as well. True. Get a get a result.
0: True. We've got another Friday night game. Green Gully, Avondale. That is, uh, down what's Green Gully? Is that Green, Gully, Green Reserve. Gully Reserve. Green Gully Reserve, yeah. Great name. That was just me testing you guys. You passed. Well yep. Done. Um, Oakley Cannons South Melbourne that'll be a cracker South Melbourne after putting five away have to go to probably the hardest place in the NPL at the moment
2: by far game of the round
0: yeah easy Um, Heidelberg United host Altona Magic Um, are they still playing out at Olympic while it's getting stuff done to it
2: no they're actually going to be playing this game at CB Smith which is Pasco Vale's home ground so they've got a few games there and they've also got one game in Shipperton so Ooh, nice. They're, they're going to take the souvers to
0: the country. Love it! I do a weekend away. Yeah.
1: Also, well, quick things we did like uh, photos of. <laughs> Heidelberg United's ground that we saw during the week, we saw some photo do you, updates. Do you want to
0: know the really controversial thing? What you don't, I like don't it? know what it looked like beforehand. So what's uh, changed? Well, they've
1: redone the entire playing surface. Oh, okay, right.
2: it's, it's
1: and and they've redone the fencing. I yeah. think and they've got but rid of the they got rid of the running track. That's well, the big thing.
2: Basically, that stand that you would have seen in that photos, there was a running track around it. So the whole grounds yeah. moved towards that stand. It was put like
0: the, they put the concrete boundary around, around it, it so, and
2: yeah. if. The photos, I don't think, see it properly, but there's a media corporate area on the other side. And what they're going to do is they're going to build a grandstand in front of that now. So it's going to have the one stand on the other side. It's going to have change rooms and another stand on the other side. And behind that, they're going to have a car park behind the stand that's there at the moment. And also two synthetic pitches, all in the confines of Olympic Village. So
0: we're talking a pretty similar setup to what Oakley even have. Because um, they've got the two synthetic pitches out the back, or maybe even more three yeah, synthetic pitches out the back, and then
2: yes, yeah, it's going to be very similar with that. Yeah, even, cool. even Oakley, I think, is just about got funding for a new grandstand on the other side. So
0: great infrastructure, love a bit of footballing infrastructure. Yes, talking about footballing infrastructure, Dandenong Thunder will be hosting Bentley Greens on Saturday night. Uh, Hume City will be hosting Dandenong City. That'll be a cracker actually. Um, and St Albans Saints versus Knights. The second Croatian derby of that's, the NPL. That's going to be a massive crowd. Yeah, that's gonna Saint, be
2: great. St Albans is your proper suburban ground with not, you know, not much infrastructure around it. So it's yeah. going to be every man and his dog standing on the hills. Yep. And this, so I've
0: never been to St Albans before. Have they got good food set up? There? Yeah, they're, they're great, great food. Like
1: you, I've been there. You'd, you'd like it, mate. Great. You would. Um, so, quick match of the round predictions. You guys both going for what Oakley South Melbourne. Yeah, big big
2: test for South Melbourne because you know everyone sort of expected them to bounce back against decent lines. Had a pretty poor showing against Heidelberg. Mm. They've got a top six squad. I've got no doubt that South Melbourne do to break back into the finals this year. But I have had queries on their manager and the style of football they play. They sit back quite a lot, and they've actually got a lot of quick attacking players. Around Harrison Sawyer. So when they press high like they did against Eastern Lions, it look a million dollars. Yeah. But there's too many games, they just sit back, absorb too much, and then they make a defensive mistake and then cost goals. So, and we've
1: we seen for them as well a, a crap loss against Heidelberg and then a good loss. Uh, sorry, good loss. A, a good, good loss. A, a good, classic Fulham supporter. Yeah. A, a good <laughs> win. Uh, we got relegated, but she was a good loss. <laughs> so many terrible performances. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah, so a crap loss against Heidelberg, a good win, albeit against a team who we think is going to struggle. This is going to be a big test if they can make a change. My match of the round prediction, though, is the Knights against St. Albans. I think that'll really sort of indicate where both of these teams maybe are. You know, have St. Albans sort of overachieved. I know it's only week two, but with two strong results. And for the Knights, it's like, okay, it's time to show up if they really are going to push for finals this year after two draws against teams around them. In games that they probably yeah, could they, have, should have won. They should
0: be getting three points out of this one, you would, but they might not.
1: You would think that they would be absolutely wanting to get it, but if they don't...
0: I'm going to go for the St Albans Knights game because I kind of want to go to it now and try some food. So, What night's it on?
1: Sunday, okay. Sunday 5pm. Twilight kickoff. Ooh, exciting.
0: You Can't go wrong. That pretty much does us for it. Chris, thank you so much for joining us this week. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on board.
2: It's an absolute pleasure to join you guys and talk a bit of semi-professional football and a bit of food right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, love it.
0: Um, Branson, well done this week. Very proud of you. Thank you, William. Ladies Thanks. and gentlemen, <laughs> been a pleasure. At semi pro potty on Twitter. Yep. Uh, what's your Twitter handle, Chris? At uh, Chris Gleason? Uh, at Glebo41. At Glebo41. So not what I said at the start. Nah. So, so
2: ba- basically I got that nickname because when I was playing football, I had one of the drunk fathers at training not say a
0: gleason. He says,
2: go, Glebo, go. And it's just, it just sort of stuck from there. <laughs> I it. wish I had a good
0: nickname yeah. like that. That'll work. Um, show at semi-proppoddy.com. If you want to email yep. us, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. Um, also, please do check out our sponsor at the front of the show, at Vintage Soccer Shirts AU. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Enjoy your week of professional football, and we'll talk to you next week.